Hello, this is the Unspoken Life of the Military Wife podcast. I'm your host, Allison. I'm a wife and mom of two little girls and two fur babies and a 20-year mill spouse veteran. So you know I have seen some things. This podcast is about creating connection and community while we navigate this crazy military life. Each week, I'll bring you practical tips and tactics, like how exactly do I pack out my house? What do I say to my kids when they're crying because daddy is gone again? And how do I make it through a deployment without losing my mind? And how the heck do I find and keep a job when we move every two to three years? We're gonna get into all the things. Look, I've seen and done a lot, but I don't have all the answers. So this isn't a look at me, I have it all figured out podcast. It's a come with me and we can figure it out together podcast. The military lifestyle is often very lonely and isolating. So let's build a community that moves with you wherever you go. Welcome to the unspoken life of the military wife. Hello and welcome back to the show. So we're coming into a big moving season, big PCS season. I'm recording this in the month of May and the summertime is the typical move time For a lot of families, if you can help it, it just makes sense, right? I think that's when most people try to move with trying to time schools, essentially, is how it goes for us. So we were in the middle of a PCS last summer. Luckily, we are not going anywhere this summer, but I know that a lot of people are gearing up towards it. So I thought that it would be helpful to do a few episodes around moving. I already did three pretty in-depth episodes on moving on a do-it-yourself move, on a Navy move, and how to unpack like a boss and all that other stuff. That was episode three, five, and seven. There were three different episodes, three, five, and seven. If you haven't listened to those, if you are getting ready to PCS, it's your first PCS, go back and listen to those because those really dive deep into the military move, a do-it-yourself move, and then how to unpack and be really successful with that. What I'm doing for this episode is I'm breaking it down into my top 10 moving tips. My first 10 are going to be more towards Navy move. And then I've got a couple that are for do it yourself move. And then I have a couple bonuses because I can't, there were, I just, I was making notes and then I was, I asked Michael, I'm like, okay, what do you think? What are your top things? And, and it ended up being a little bit longer, but I'm saying it's top 10 because that sounds good. (laughs) Okay. So let's do, if you're new to the military community, let's just do a brief abbreviation tour because you know, as you become a male spouse, there are lots of acronyms for everything. PCS, you will hear that a lot. PCS stands for permanent change of station. That is a move from one duty station to the next duty station. That is now being trans or t- starting to be called PPM moves or personally poke personally procured move, PPM. So a PCS and PPM are the same thing. They're just starting it to call it a PPM now by PCS. So those are some terms. If you haven't heard those, another one is DIDI. DIDI stands for do it yourself. Again, see, it doesn't make sense. PCS, permanent change of station. Okay. DIDI, D-I-T-Y. Do it yourself. Shouldn't it just be D-I-Y? No, it's not. So they don't make sense. So don't try to make sense of them because you'll just make yourself crazy. All right, let's just dive. Let's just dive into to the tips. Okay, let's get straight to it. Number one is 
to purge, condense, sell as much as you can. Do you really need this stuff? This is interesting to me because when we move, I always do that. Like, do we really need this? I go with the girls, their toys. Do we need this? Do we need this? Do we need this? Because I don't want to pack it, especially now that we're doing our own moves. We're not having the military move us anymore. It's, I have to pack it, right? So like, let's be, but it's interesting because then we've also gotten to places, you've gotten to a new house and you're like, well, this isn't going to fit. So we end up getting rid of a lot more stuff. We're like, no, we don't need this. We don't need this. So it'll come in phases for that. But that's like kind of the first big step as you're coming into a move. And it's, you know, it's kind of nice to get rid of stuff. Like it's cleansing to me. It is. I'm, but I'm type A. I like to get rid of stuff. We talked about this in, in the episode a couple of weeks ago with self-care. I like that. Okay. Number one, purge, condense, sell as much as you can. Number two, pictures. Lots and lots of pictures. Again, these tips are focused on military moving you. We would, before the movers ever come in, go into each room of your house, your bookshelves, take a picture of each one of your shelves. You know all the books that you have. If you've got a DVD collection, nobody has CDs really anymore, but take pictures of that stuff. Take pictures of serial numbers on electronics, your computers, your printers, TV, DVD players, game consoles, all of that stuff. Pictures of the serial number, all all of those things. Tools, same thing with that. If you've got a lot of tools in your garage or workshop or whatever, pictures of what they are, serial number. All of the pictures are just going to make it easier to fill out a claim when stuff gets lost or broken during your move. Another thing to take pictures, thinking about taking pictures of are, and this was something that we used to get caught up in a lot, is I have a ton of totes. I have a ton of Tupperware containers to put holiday decorations and different things like that in. And so I, when they label them on the inventory sheet, it just says tote. So I would go through and take pictures of all of the, I would take the lid off and take pictures of what was in there. Then I would be like, oh, that's the Christmas one or oh, that's whatever. So picture, 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 pictures. And then If you're doing it with your phone, obviously your phone's gonna stay with you, but if you do it with like a camera camera, that camera stays with you, it doesn't get packed. Okay, number three, Ziploc bags, space bags, plastic totes. As you're moving and the more you do it, the less you want strange people touching your stuff. (laughs) Your, Your stuff goes on a truck and then it, you have no control over it after it gets put on that truck. For me, I like to have all of my clothes, all of our linens, those all go in space bags, suck the air out of them, the vacuum bags, suck the air out of them, and then they get put packed into a box, and then at least there's a layer of protection. And then if your stuff gets taken somewhere, or gets put in store, whatever, you know, you know, don't know what those facilities are like. So having the protection of plastic over your stuff, it just made me feel better. And then again, those plastic totes, it's a really great way to keep your, um, to keep all of your stuff together, like holiday decorations and things like that. And then they just typically will just look at it and maybe add some more paper to the top and then they'll just tape it and then it's good to go. I had one move where the guy like legit unpacked the tote and repacked it into boxes and I caught him like, he was three quarters of the way through the thing. I'm like, no, 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 no. I already packed that. Because when I know what we're moving and I'm putting the holiday decorations away, I pack it differently when I know we're PCSing so that it's like all everything's all protected, right? So I was like, dude, stop it. What are you doing? And then Ziploc bags are like, they're I know they're not environmentally friendly, but they are so helpful for keeping all your little crap together. Your desk drawer, your junk drawer in your in your kitchen, your your little, if you have like a 
workbench or something in the garage, like all the little screws or whatever together. Kids toys, oh my God. It's the, so we have the cube shelf with all the bins. I would take all the stuff out of the bin, put it in a Ziploc bag and then put it back in there. So then the Ziploc bag is what gets packed. And then once we are get to our new duty station, I just empty out the Ziploc bag. So they just make it so much nicer. Number four, send your kids and your pets, if possible, to grandparents or family. This we started doing when the girls, oh no, we didn't get to do it in Florida. We did it for the first time when we were in Washington, D.C., because our family was right there. And it was so nice to have the girls go to grandma's house. And I was able to just focus on getting the house packed down, cleaning and getting out of there. Florida did not, we had the girls with us. And then, so that just, it just is harder. And then Washington to here, we sent the girls to grandma's house. And again, it's just so much easier to be able to just focus on, especially when your kids are young, to be able to focus just on the move and get it done and get out of there and not have to worry about your kids. And the same thing with your dog. So the dog's When we moved from Florida to Washington, they went to my dad's house because we were taking a big cross-country trip. We took almost three weeks to come across, and that would have been a lot with two small kids because the girls were five and six at the time. Is that right? Five and six? Oh, God. I don't know. It all runs together. And the dogs, it would have been too much. So my dad kept the dogs, and then he just zoomed it across and came across in like three days. That was much gentler for the dogs than it was for us. So if that's an option for you, highly recommend. All right, number five, keep your parts box with you (laughs) and also the tools that you use to take the stuff apart. This is twofold. This is a newer thing, I have to say. The first few moves that we did, there was not a parts box. Parts boxes became a thing, I feel like for us, like, like midway through our career. And I remember it was our move from San Diego to Monterey. And the guy had like, it's just a small like shoebox size box, they called it the parts box. And literally any little thing, if they took anything apart, they would put it in that box, right? So the horror story is, is then when you get your, your next duty station and the parts box doesn't make it, then you can't put any of your crap back together. I have heard that happen so many times. If they do do a parts box, keep it with you. Even better is, and it's more work, but you can take apart your own furniture, place the screws in a Ziploc bag, label the bag, what it is, and carry that with you along with the tools that you need to put it back together. So again, that's more work because that's one of the things that movers are contractually required to do for you is put your furniture back together, take it apart and put it back together. And that can also oftentimes be very frustrating. So if you, you know, just, this is all just trying, trying to mitigate the frustration level. Okay. So that was number five. Number six, Make sure that each box has your name, your email address, and write on the box the inventory number from the sticker that gets attached to it. That last one, I picked up from somebody else. I never did that, and I wish I would have because, you know, when, you, when you've done a lot of moves, those tiny little colored stickers are everywhere. They're everywhere. You'll find them for years to come from moves from however long ago, but sometimes they fall off. So then you'll get a box that comes in, and you're like, it doesn't have a number. I don't. So that's just a way to help if it gets lost or the tag falls off, and then if your email address is on it, if your box gets given to another family, then hopefully they can just email you and you can get your stuff back. Okay. Number seven, use an air tag 
or some other way to track where your shipment is that you have control over. So this was one, if you listen to, gosh, I don't know what episode it was, but it was the Christmas Spoon, Valerie McNulty. It was the Christmas Spoon. She wrote a book, a children's book, but she had a disaster move. And I was reading about it in Lost During My PCS, that Facebook page that I've talked to you guys about about before. And this is something that she did, and that's how she knew where her stuff was. So she got an Apple AirTag, and she had a couple of them in her, in various things in her household goods. And so she was able to track where her stuff is. And I know that this is something that multiple people, that I have heard about other people doing as well. Just so you know where your stuff is. It's just, you know, because a lot of times you're like, oh, you know, like for in Valerie's example, they were coming from Colorado to, where was she going? New York or Pennsylvania? New York? shoot, I can't remember. I think it was New York. And she's calling the driver to find out because their, their stuff's supposed to be delivered the next day. And she's like, where's my stuff? And she pings her air tags and sees that her stuff is close by. So she's like, oh, sweet. It's going to be here soon. And then she calls the driver to confirm. And he's like, oh, I still got to get it from Colorado. And she's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I have that my stuff is at this address, right? So it just, it's just, it just is more information for you when a lot of times you don't have any information. Okay. Number eight, keep an essentials box with you. And this, what I'm talking about here is I saw a graphic that someone shared and I should pull it and share it with you guys, but it's like the expected wait times to receive your household goods. It used to be door to door. It would be, but now it's not even door to door. They, they aren't promising that anymore. It's taking months for people to get their stuff. And that's not even Oconus or outside of the United States. It's inside inside the continental United States, it's taking people months to get their stuff. So if you do end up in a position where you are waiting on your household goods for a few weeks or whatever, it's nice to have some of those essentials with you, like towels, bath mat. Oh my gosh, how many times? Like I can't even tell you. You're like, okay, we're all set. The shower has glass or whatever. I don't have to worry about the shower curtain because that's another thing on the list is a shower curtain. And you go to get out of the shower and there's no towel to like step out on. You're like, ah. Man, you know, it's just, that's just one of those things. Okay, so towel, including bath mat, dishes, utensils, uh, pots and pans, like, and it doesn't have to be a lot, like a couple of things, you know, maybe a glass dish, cups, a shower curtain, like I mentioned, if you know where you're going, you can know if it's going to have, like, if it's got a glass, like, if it's enclosed or if you're going to need need to have a shower curtain, blow up mattresses, bedding, just think about stuff that you would want if you're living in an empty house without your stuff to make it as comfortable for you as possible. Maybe a couple camping chairs, things like that. Okay. Number nine, keep an envelope. I, I usually get a big five by seven or even bigger manila envelope and I put it in the glove box or the console of the car that you're driving and put all your weight tickets and all your receipts and everything in there so that you keep everything together. So then once you go to fill out your paperwork, once the move is complete, everything's in one spot. So that helps me a lot. You don't even have to think about it. Just if it has associated with the move, it goes in that envelope. And then number 10 is evaluate the cost of paying someone to clean your house, vice your time, effort, and stress to clean it yourself. There, I cannot tell you, I have had a couple of moves. So we've done eight PCSs and 
I've had a few where, um, like I remember when we packed out of Washington DC to go to Florida and the girls went to grandma's house and I cleaned from like, it was a two story house. They were living in housing. It was a two story house. I cleaned cause like when they load the truck, they load the top floor first and then the second floor or then the bottom floor. And so as they took everything out of the top floor, I went behind them and I vacuumed the light fixtures and the baseboards and all that other stuff. And I'd already cleaned the bathrooms the night before the truck came. So those were clean and the doors were shut. And then I just kind of cleaned as they were going out. And then it was like the truck was gone. I just had to vacuum that last little bit and we were out and ready to go. I have had other situations when we moved from Monterey to DC. Okay, I had babies. Like Sophia was nine months old. Savannah was like a year and a half. And we we didn't have a house. We were waiting for housing, but it wasn't ready yet. We didn't know when it was going to be ready. So we were moving in with my mother-in-law and into her one-bedroom apartment and this was at Christmas time and I didn't know how long it was going to be. So I've got all the baby stuff, right? Again, the girls are babies and we have so much stuff. And so the Packers come and they take all of our stuff and we still have all of this stuff and the stress of trying to take care of the babies and clean the kitchen, wipe out the cabinets because we were in housing again, wipe out the ca- all of the stuff. I was like, I was losing it was so stressful. It was so stressful. And actually what we ended up doing is housing had an option. If you don't clean, it's a $200 charge or something. And I was like, I will pay. Even if I'm telling you at that point in time, even if it was like $500, I probably would have been like, it's fine. It's fine. I don't care. Because you just get to that point where you're just like, oh my God, it's just, it's so much, it's so stressful. And so Can you pay someone a couple hundred dollars and take that off your plate? You don't even have to worry about it. You just get all your stuff out of the house and then someone else will finish it out for you. There's a lot to be said for that peace of mind piece, okay? Okay, so that was the top 10 for a military move. I have a couple bonuses if you're doing a Diddy move, do-it-yourself move. One is the resource, hire a helper. I think one of the things that, that... keeps people from moving themselves is they're stressed about loading the truck and unloading the truck. Hire a helper is like Angie's list for moving companies to help you. All they do is load and unload the truck. That's it. So they have a list of people and they're all vetted and they've got, they're all licensed and bonded and insured and you can read reviews and you can pick them. And we paid, so we use them when we, the service, when we moved from Washington to Colorado, which we did ourselves. And the, we paid like $250 on each end. We had two guys for two hours and it was fan freaking tastic. I mean, it was like, it, so I know that that precludes a lot of people. They're like, I can't, I don't, I don't have the energy. I don't have the time. I don't want to have to load all my stuff onto the truck and offload it. This is a way to, and, and not wanting to ask friends or family or relying on friends or family to help you do it. This is like money for that. The other, my second one for uh, a do-it-yourself move is order a system or a pack of boxes, okay? I know you try to do it on the cheap. Let's save as much money as we can. And you're like, I'll get boxes from Costco and I can go behind Trader Joe's and get some and I can get some from here. And oh, this friend, whatever. And it and you just cobble together stuff, that can be really stressful. You can go on to, we got all of ours from U-Haul, and you can go onto their website and they have systems. It's a four bedroom house. They send you this many of this box and this type and this type and this type and this type, and they deliver it to your front door. And then that's it. You just start packing. Like it's, and then with U-Haul, why we chose to use them is because if you don't use any of the boxes, you can return them. 
to them for free. Not for free, but they'll, they'll refund you the money. <laughs> so, so then there's really no like, oh, I got these boxes now. I don't need them that I've paid for. You can return them and they'll give you your money back. So I highly recommend doing that because then all your boxes are similar. And then, and then you don't have to stress about, oh, I need boxes for this and saving your Amazon boxes and crap like that. It's just annoying. Okay. So those are my two for Diddy. I have three more bonuses for you. The first one is try to make an adventure out of your move. If you're road trip, are there any cool, interesting stops that you can make or old friends that you can see? And you know, this isn't going to work every time. We we try we have tried to do this as the girls have gotten older. So like when they were babies and we moved from Monterey to DC, Michael drove with my dad in the car and I flew with the girls because I'm not going across the country with a nine month old and a year and a half old, not gonna happen. When we moved from DC down to Florida, we did road trip it and we went to state, went to Savannah and did a little bit there, you know, and then when we went from Florida to Washington state, we did a big trip because the girls were older and, and it was fun. We got to see friends that we haven't seen in a really long time. And we got to, I always wanted to go to the Georgia Aquarium. So we did that, you know, just like some, check some bucket list stuff off while you're doing it. So if you have the opportunity to, to make kind of an adventure out of it, it just, it's a cool opportunity to do that, that not everybody has the chance to do. And sometimes it's not going to fly. When Michael, when we moved from Washington or yeah, from Washington to Colorado, we just went, the girls were with grandma. It was just Michael and I, and we just went, there was like, let's just get there and get this over with. Right. So and that it does happen. But if you have the opportunity to do something cool, why not? And then my second tip bonus is make a new duty station bucket list. This is something that's really helped mentally when you know you're going to someplace new to have something to look forward to. I highly recommend um, doing that. I am actually going to, I'm, I have my Florida one. So I have my Florida bucket list that I'm going to share with you guys. I have, I'm working on the Washington one. It's almost finished. And then I still don't, I have like a very cobbled partial Colorado one. I'm going to work on that too, but I'm going to make those available for you guys, I will let you know how you can, how you can download those once they're up and ready. But so make a new duty station bucket list. And then last bonus tip is when you are unpacking your house, focus on one room at a time. Don't be a squirrel. Don't be a squirrel. Don't be like, I'm going to do the kitchen. So this is how I roll. I start in the kitchen, right? You want to be able to eat your food and to have that while you're doing the rest of the stuff. I focus on the kitchen. So this is what happens. You go into the kitchen and you're putting stuff away and you're like, oh, this doesn't go in here. This goes in the office. And then you go to where your office space is. And then you start doing stuff in the office space. And then you're like, oh, no, no, this doesn't belong here. This belongs up in Sophia's room. So then you go upstairs and you start putting stuff and then, and then you get to... Sh- And then all of a sudden, it's the end of the day, you've been busting your butt for eight hours and it looks like you haven't done anything and it is like heartbreaking. (laughs) So I have started to be incredibly disciplined with one room at a time. So I start in the kitchen, get the kitchen done. Then I go to the girls' rooms, get their room done. Then I go to my room, Michael and I's room, get our room done, bathrooms are done. Okay, and then you can do the living room and the playroom and the you know, the garage is always last for us. But be very, very disciplined and do not move on to another room. If there's something that goes in another room, set it to the side and continue focusing on what you're doing one room at a time. Whew. Okay. All right. So those are my top 10 moving tips. I hope that they are helpful for you. I'm also going to make this available in um, a PDF as well. And I will let you know when that's available as well. Okay, that's it. That's all I got. If you have moving tips or anything 
um, that I did not share that's like, this is one of the best hacks I've ever heard, please email me at themillspousepodcast.com at gmail.com and um, let me know what that is. And that's it. Short and sweet. All right. Talk to you next time. I'm so happy you enjoyed the Unspoken Life of the Military Wife podcast. Please help us spread the word about this show by sharing it with a friend and leaving a written Apple podcast review. If you have any follow-up questions to this episode, you can send me an email at themillspousepodcast at gmail.com.